When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily time here. Mackie and Judd, Declan producing, and a quick thank you to Federated Mutual Insurance. Federated's been around for over 100 years and has been powering Purple Daily for a couple years anyways. And Federated's been helping business owners in the Twin Cities during this pandemic period of the last four months or so. They've been uh, using their expertise and their resources to help you during a time where it's probably not the best time to be uh, without frontline protection or at least without some guidance. So if you want to Tap into over 100 years of experience standing behind businesses. Federatedinsurance.com is the place to go at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's our business to protect yours. Also, a thank you to Dennis Kirk. If you are a motorcycle rider or a rider of any kind of cruiser, sport bike, dirt bike, any type of motorcycle, they've got what you need at DennisKirk.com, which offers a huge in-stock selection and guaranteed best prices and fast same-day shipping plus a satisfaction guarantee. They truly are the best in the business. If you order by 8 p.m. tonight, you'll get it tomorrow. $89 orders ship free at DennisKirk.com. Order today, get it tomorrow. Football. Welcome in to Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing. And every Friday on the show, we like to take a tour through Skoll Reddit and see what Vikings Internet and Vikings Reddit is talking about, what kind of questions are they posing, and so, uh, Declan, why don't you tee this one up for us? Because it involves lists, and we love lists oh, we on do. this show. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, they want to know, who is the worst Viking of all time? And the, the original one is Blair Walsh, but I do think... That dude was like the best kicker that, in the NFL yeah, at one point. His rookie year, he was an all-pro. So I think it's a little harsh, and kickers get a lot of the blame. But yeah. who is the worst Vikings player of all time? So, all right, so Judd, you, we have both have a list of 10, right? Yes. Is it correct? Yes. So It was not hard to find 10, by the way. No, well. And I don't include Blair Walsh. And here's, let's set some parameters for this, because obviously, like, you could pick, like, a random fringe roster guy who was a special teamer who, you know. But I think for us, we're looking mostly for established players. Judd's list, you kind of created a list that deviates a little bit from, like, the parameters that I set for mine. But I looked for guys who at least were starters for a season or two. Okay. So I'm not looking sure. for like, oh, that backup safety was crappy. Like, we know. That's why he's a backup safety. Starting caliber players who uh, who at least got some run for a season or two. And I also, 
if a guy like Xavier Rhodes at the end would be on this list, but Xavier Rhodes oh, was yeah, one of the no. best cornerbacks in the league. Yep. No, Blair, no, like, I don't put Blair Walsh on my list because Blair Walsh by the end was a disaster. But Blair Walsh was the best kicker in the NFL for a and year. And dumping too. on kickers is so simple. It is like they're, they, they have enough on their plates. Fruit. Yeah, they uh, just go stand in the corner and be nervous and eat candy bars and stuff. So, um, <laughs> want me to give you my list first? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Actually, that was a punter. That was Mitch Berger. I'm thinking of, and he was a good punter. Snickers, Snickers bars. Yep. All right, number 10 on my list here, Erasmus James. We're just going to start right with one of the most disappointing pass rushers in Vikings history. He okay? might be low. It's possible. He actually, might be actually low looking at this, he might be. Okay. So Erasmus James was a first-round pick by the Vikings in 2005. Can you guys guess how many career sacks Erasmus James wound up with? One and a half. It's a little low. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was something like three. It was five. Yeah. 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 That yeah it was, uh... He was the 18th overall pick. Out of Wisconsin, the Vikings needed a pass rusher. They said, all right, Erasmus James is going to be our guy. Franchise pass rusher. We're going to put him out there. I think he was a left end or what would I know? He was a right no, end. He was a right end. He was a pass rusher. Yep. And uh, the answer. And he and he's going to come in here and do nothing. Five career sacks yep. for Erasmus James. Aaron Rodgers sitting right there. Right there, Phil Mackey. Ready to rock, man. Couldn't get to his blind side. Number nine. This might be a little unfair because this guy at his best was one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL for a different team. But again, I'm just judging the Vikings career here. And this guy was known for one of the most famous plays that went against the Vikings in franchise history. Chris Dishman is number nine on my list. I've got a cornerback. He did what? The Antonio Freeman Monday night touchdown where the ball like sat on Chris Dishman's back. Antonio Freeman picked it up and ran in for a touchdown. Yeah. Or whatever, like it. Or it was it, he. He had no idea that Freeman was walking in for a game-winning touchdown. So he's number nine. I thought it hit the ground. Number eight, I feel dirty putting on my list because it is not his fault that he was put in this position. But the Vikings had a starting running back for two years that averaged three yards per carry. Matt Asiata. <laughs> Interesting. Matt Asiata is on my list. Wow! It is wow. not his fault. He is a yeah, backup I was running back. Say, that's a not your fault, kid. He's a backup running back that was put in a bad spot partially because of injury to Adrian Peterson, but Matt Asiata was three yards and fall to the ground. You could also put, actually, you know what? Number eight should be a reserve between Matt Asiata and Nafahu Tahi. A couple of semi-trucks that <laughs> Dude, if they so could turn and get up field for two yards, it was great, and they're both a couple of great you're picking, guys. You're picking on people now. Well, the, the, the list is the worst Vikings players of all time. You're picking on people now. Yeah, but they were supposed to be like backups or... Fahu was supposed to just be the fullback. Yeah, all these the guys, way. all these guys should be backups. That's why they're on the That's list. That's what they wanted to be. They they just wanted to help, and now you're killing them. All right, all right. Number seven. I have never seen an offensive lineman literally get lifted up and pushed back into the quarterback more often than Pat Elfline the last two oh, seasons. Wow. Pat Elfline is legitimately <laughs> one of the worst pass blocking offensive linemen in Vikings history to this point. Uh, the eye test would show it, and Pro Football Focus's numbers would show it. Pat Elfline has been. I, I, I'm not ruling him out completely as being you know, a viable offensive lineman, but would anyone disagree that Pat Elfline has been a disaster for the Vikings to this point? He wasn't his first year. Yeah, he was at center. Solid. He, he was solid. Got hurt twice, but yes, his play at guard was awful. So Pat Elfline is a guard. Your list number six, a guy who led the league in signaling for a first down when the team was trailing by double digits or more. Jerome Simpson. Simpson. Yes. Oh, that's classic. Jerome Simpson. Classic. It's funny. Jerome Simpson was actually targeted 100 times as a receiver in like 2013. 
and he only caught 45 of those passes. Yikes. <laughs> so that's not a very good catch percentage no. by Jerome Simpson, who seemed to just always be covered and mad at the media. And our guy, Tom Presso, who we called out one time. Yeah, he's... Jerome Simpson um, unnecessarily signaling for first down while the Vikings were trailing by 20 points is number six on my list. We get to the top five here. All right. Number five, Tavares Jackson. I hate to say it. Rest in peace. Tavares Jackson was a wonderful human being and a really bad starting quarterback in the NFL. He just was. Like he didn't he didn't he didn't see cornerbacks jumping routes. He didn't have any touch to his passes, and he really couldn't hang in the pocket and dissect defenses. Number five. Mm-hmm. Number four, a guy that we saw meltdown at Soldier Field defensively in 2014, I believe it was. Josh Robinson oh. is one of the worst cornerbacks. He was a starting cornerback for at least a portion when I, I think he was a was he a slot cornerback or was he an outside guy? It all fell apart when they let Winfield go because they had just signed Lothal to a new contract. Yeah, and they and they insisted on putting poor Josh into the slot, which he had never played in his life before. Right. Outside, he was not great, but it was not a disaster. Yeah, trying to replace Antoine in the slot is one of the worst decisions ever made <laughs> by the Vikings. Yeah. Stupid. So Josh Robinson, number four. Again, this is sort of the it's not your fault. It's the scout that signed you list yeah. or the coach that put you in list. But he was a third round pick, I think. So I think yeah. you could pick on really him. Really fast 40 time. You may disagree with some of these, you know, the first like 10 through four. I, I don't think you're going to disagree too hardcore with the top three. Number three, turnstile TJ Clemmings is the third worst Vikings player I've ever seen. At his peak of being bad, he was legitimately rated the worst offensive tackle in the NFL by Pro Football Focus and regularly would watch defensive ends go by him without making contact, I feel like. Turnstile TJ Clemmings mm-hmm. was really bad at his job. Mm-hmm. Number two, Christian Ponder. Yep. One of the biggest busts in NFL history. He's got to be top three. Yes. And Christian Ponder's number two. Uh, and number one on my list is Troy Williamson. Figured. Troy Williamson was drafted and paid millions of dollars to catch passes. And he was not able to do that. <laughs> That's a problem. He wanted to. <laughs> he was not able to catch passes. He as wanted a wide to, receiver. man. He, he, meant, was, he meant well. He was very fast. Yep. He could run very fast in a straight line. Oftentimes without the football, however, because he was not good at catching those passes. People always point to the deep pass against Denver, I think it was, where he yes. was wide open and the ball like bounces off his face mask with nobody within 10 yards of him. It was just a guaranteed touchdown. The play that people don't talk about is later in that game. So they pulled him for a couple series. He comes back in the game, and it was like third and eight. And he comes wide open over the middle on a slant route. Nobody true. around him. And the ball bounces right off of his chest. I remember vividly. And that was basically the end of Troy Williams. The deep, the deep ball that he didn't catch in Denver, I have always argued, is one of the top five passes Tavares Jackson ever threw as a Viking. Yeah, it was <laughs> a, it's a gorgeous yeah. pass. It was yeah. everything that you asked Tavares Skill set wise, to do. Yeah, imagine being T. Jack in that moment. Like you're just a struggle bus, and you're you're a young quarterback. You're trying to figure this thing out, and you're kind of having a game. And you you find your receiver broken coverage, wide open. His you lay it right. His in there, speed finally worked, and this yeah. idiot can't even <laughs> can't even get his hands on it. So uh, Troy Williamson, Christian Ponder, T. J. Clemmings, Josh Robinson, T. Jack, Jerome Simpson, Pat Elfline, Matt Asiata, Chris Dishman. And Erasmus James are the ten worst Vikings players. I might be forgetting some. Hopefully, you've got oh, a there's a lot. Of, there's right. there's yeah. a lot of meat on this bone. Cool. Here we go. Number ten. I'm going outside of our rules, but I have to because this guy 
was given an opportunity as a professional wrestler and was was great. He was given an opportunity in the in the octagon, right? M- MMA, all that good stuff. He was really good. But Brock Lesnar's opportunity in Mankato to try and make the Vikings back in, was it 2003 or four? Four, it was four, I think. Um, was probably among the greatest comic relief football things of all time, where he his main goal, the main thing that he's known for during his brief time trying to make the Vikings was starting fights against the Chiefs in a joint scrimmage slash practice. See, you know, I, actually, I take issue with this one. I actually think Brock Lesnar should be on... <laughs> I think I don't think he should be on this list. So this dude was a wrestler and a mixed martial artist and a well he wasn't even a mixed martial artist yet. He was a wrestler and then a pro wrestler. Yep. So he was basically like a sports entertainer and with no previous training at all whatsoever. Right. Was like playing an NFL preseason and just game. started to try fight. That's pretty amazing. Started to try and uh, get in, into fights. But if that dude had committed you know like four or five years to playing football, but you know where the reason why he makes this list is he is so perfect, that era Vikings. Like, they invited gong shows. They invited, they went on a boat, right? They invited, like, no team was more dysfunctional. As Burke said, we put the fun in dysfunction. I do do think, like, so Brock Lesnar in 2004, what would he have been? You know, probably 24 years old or something. I don't know. Probably a little older, yeah. Probably 20, somewhere in there. Because yeah. he was like 21 in 2002 or something when the WWE called him up. So he's probably in his mid-20s. If that dude had committed to football, let's say, in high school and played college, I, I think we're talking about like a J.J. Watt. Like the athleticism. I, I legitimately think he would have become, because he's he became with very little training, mm-hmm. the top professional heavyweight mixed martial artist, the top amateur wrestler, the top professional wrestler. Like his athleticism is ridiculous. So. So he is 10. Disrespecting Brock Lesnar a little bit. He is 10, just for, for the sake of the fact that he he represents really what the Red McCombs Vikings did. My number nine, Erasmus James. He's just, it was just a complete mess. It was awful. He was supposed to come, come here, and he was supposed to be that right end uh, pre-Jared being traded for. He was going to give you that pass rush, that intensity. Yeah. He had had great success with the Badgers. It was going to be all fine and dandy. And uh, I've always contended his main problem was, I don't think he liked football. Yeah, I mean, to have only five sacks in four years and then to not get a second contract as a first-round pick. And your two draft choices, keep in mind, are Williamson, first-round picks, 2005, Williamson and James. Oof. That's a whiff. That's a whiff and a half right there. Woof. Yeah, it's bad. Number eight. On my list is an unlikely uh, subject, but he he is a guy who the Vikings traded for in training camp in 2010, and God bless him. Benny Sapp had his faults, okay? Oh, Benny, Benny the Sapp. Sapp. No, he's not the guy, because oh, oh. he had played in the nickel, and he had, he had been a nice backup player, and he gave you depth at defensive back, but the Vikings were panicked. Sidney Rice was out and was going to be out for quite a while. The guy who makes the list is Greg Camarillo. What? Okay. 29. You're picking on people. 29 catches. Greg Camarillo was awful. Greg Camarillo was simply just bleeping (laughs) awful. Okay. He was just, but I mean, you traded, you traded a depth position. And if you have depth, the corner, keep it. And Greg Camarillo, man, he represents to me that era of the Vikings desperately trying to bring in receivers. 
There's a bunch of them at that time. I feel like if Greg Camarillo is on this on Greg list, Camarillo. there should be other guys on this list too then. We'll I'm see. picking on Greg Camarillo. Greg Camarillo. Didn't Greg Camarillo have the game-winning touchdown in the Dolphins' 1-15 season? I, I think, think that's, He had like the one big play in the he one. Might have. He was I, always a good fantasy football flex guy during that era. Hey, Greg Camarillo caught 20 passes for 240 yards in 2010. Hey. Oh, your problem is. Yeah. Greg Camarillo's a Viking was a bust. Number seven. TJ Clemmings. It Thank was you. he's not good. Now now I <laughs> now to be clear, I feel bad for the kid because he, he was put in a situation where he did not belong. But watching him try and play left tackle was pathetic. It, yeah. I, I mean there's no other good way to put it. It was pathetic. It was difficult. It took about how long? Two games and you said what are you guys doing there? The next time you feel bad for TJ Clemmings, just know that in his career playing football, he's made almost $5 million. So he's made hey. life-changing money. He's made millions of dollars. Good for him. He signed up to play football. We can pick on him a little bit. We can pick on him a little bit. All right. I'm going to go now starting at 6 for a couple of uh, my picks in the way back machine to the 1980s. Number 6 on my list, a running back. Actually, a pretty good one at the time out of Penn State. Unfortunately, as a National Football League player, he was... Awful DJ Dozier. Wow. 14th pick in 87. Okay. He spent, so the 14th pick in the draft, four seasons as a Viking, he rushed for 643 yards. Wow. 14th pick. So this was supposed to be the guy. This was going to be the. um, In an era where running running backs like. Literally anybody with a neck roll would run for 1,000 yards in the 80s and early 90s. And they get the ball a ton. DJ Dozier in four years, 643 yards on the ground, seven touchdowns. Wow. That is the also, definition also of Also played professional baseball. Did he? Yes, he oh, played I for the Mets. He played, in, he played in 25 games for the Mets. He had 191, but he played Major League Baseball as the well. The same DJ Dozier? The same DJ Dozier. I had forgotten that completely. According to the Google machine, yes. Well, you know what, Dex? He should have kept playing ball, and he probably (laughs) shouldn't have played football. All right, I'm going to stay in the way back machine and go back to the second round in the 1981 draft for this wide receiver. A guy by the name of, and I want to say the Vikings might not have had a first-round pick, too. So this might have been their first pick in the draft in 81. The second round, Marty McDowell, okay? Wow. This guy had, (laughs) he contributed in the- What position did he play? Wide receiver. Okay. In the course of Marty McDowell's career, time, I should say, can't call this a career, as a Viking, (laughs) gentlemen, three receptions for 29 yards. Second round pick. And I believe, I think I'm correct in saying he was the Vikings' first pick in that draft. I'm trying to find him on the internet. How do you you spell it? M-A-R-Y-D-E-M-C-D-O-L-E. M-A-R-Y-D-E? M-A, yeah, Mary D-E. Is how I've got it spelled. M C D O L E. Marty McDowell. Oh my. Okay. That's an interesting spelling. Okay. All right. I found him. Wow. Yeah. He doesn't really show up on the internet. <laughs> he does, actually he does, have point, a, but, he does have a Wikipedia okay, but page. That's the whole point. For him. That's the whole point. He's so bad. He doesn't show up. <laughs> All right. Good Lord. Marty McDowell. All right. Who, is, who, who else on your list? Uh, I put Robinson, your guy, at number four. Um, wow. The move of him, well, again, though, this is a byproduct of the Vikings being haughty and thinking to that themselves, Antoine Winfield's gone. What should we do? He was really good. Potentially Hall of Fame slot corner. Should we go out and replace yeah. him with another veteran who who we can potentially find? No. 
Let's move no. poor Josh Robinson inside. <laughs> and then they eventually got what's his name from Carolina, slot cornerback. Uh, Captain Captain Munderland. Munderland. Yeah, he's okay. Do you guys good. recall? I, I recall a, a Viking Packer game at TCF Bank Stadium where I swear to God, um, and I forget who the receiver was. Aaron Rodgers put the ball, and the picture is it's going essentially by Josh's ear yes. hole on his helmet. Yeah. And he's turned around completely. Like, it looks yeah. like you trying to cover a Packer yeah. player. So Rodgers essentially just played as if there were 10 guys on the field defensively because yes. he just knew that Josh Robinson wasn't going to find the football. It's probably not yeah. fair, but he's four. Number three, uh, Troy Williamson. Whoa. Oh, number three. That eh? is number, interestingly low. That's because number two is well, an Ponder's all, one of them. Yes. And number two is an all-time Viking defensive back who never belonged on the field, and again, can I guess? These are the so days. Ponders one. Yes. So the, these are the days, though. Keep in mind of the Vikings literally putting guys at cornerback who you would say to yourself, "Oh my God!" You're this is in the two thousands, right? Uh, yes. Asher Allen. No, that's a good one. It's not. Um, uh, it's a great uh, name, though. Chris Cook. No, that's a good one too. I could have put, <laughs> like this Keep is going. the thing. No, no, this is this to me is the poster child for all of the guys that you're I'm going to think down. Of the other ones here. Oh, Marcus McCauley. He would be good, too. <laughs> this is before these guys. None of these guys. This is before the... these guys. And all of these guys could make Jam- the list. Jamarcus Sanford? He wasn't that bad. No, he, he was a safety, and he was, he was he not a disaster. He was Late round draft pick, he wasn't that bad. Is it like a Kenny Irvin or something? Waswa Saranga. Oh, oh okay. he's on he's on our fan list. Okay. Waswa Saranga is one of the he oh. is to me. To me, he is the poster child. If you were going to put up a poster. Viking defensive back dysfunction, 2000 on. Three <laughs> Mike Zimmer, Waswa. Yeah. I yep. mean, the name is great. He couldn't cover anybody. It was a it, 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 duh. I think Waswa Saranga yeah, was, was technically undrafted, I believe. So there wasn't a lot of expectations. No, but he played. Yeah, yeah. I I, I remember. I mean, he played. <laughs> it was so bad. He played. I think he played uh, in 41 Donut against the Giants, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, it was bad. But news. you know what's funny? You just went down the list. Asher Allen, you're right. Marcus Chris McCauley. Cook, you're right. Marcus McCauley, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then, oh, yes, man. yeah, one is Ponder. Just because Ponder, my God. Like, he, he just couldn't play. No. There was not. There were. There were zero redeeming football qualities. I'm sure he, he's, you know a good, he's a good guy. In retrospect, I will say this for myself about Christian Ponder. I actually, to this day, am mad at myself for being like, let's just hold on here. Let's just, you know, because you're yeah. thinking to yourself, it's a first oh, round man. pick. Yep. It, no. and, and I am. Don't, don't be going on my quarterback takes. Yep. yep and I'm, I'm thinking. You. And I'm thinking at that time to myself in covering the Vikings for the paper. I'm thinking. They can't be that dumb. Like, if you take this guy where they took him, yeah. like the Freeman thing was bad, but it was this wild card. We're going to sign him. They put him in too quickly. Yeah. Eh, you, yeah. Josh Freeman's failure, as bad as it was in that one game against the Giants, can sort of be justified, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit to yourself. And so you're like, yeah, that wasn't good. But, but Christian Ponder, I just kept giving the Vikings the benefit of the doubt based on saying to myself and publicly and writing, he, they got to know what they're doing. Nope. And Trent Dilfer ripped him. He ripped Ponder up and down. And I remember saying, come on, that's not fair at this point. It was all fair. Yep. It was, uh, it, it, some, sometimes you don't need like the three or four years for someone's career to play out. Like there are some quarterbacks I do wonder, like David Carr. David Carr was part of an expansion franchise, Houston Texans in the early 2000s. Yep. And he got sacked like 70 times in the season or something because they just like, they didn't have their stuff together. 
And I wonder, what would David Carr's career have been like if he had just been, been drafted by the Patriots? Like, could you have seen a playoff? Honestly, like, if Ponder had been drafted by the Patriots, it would not have mattered. And he wouldn't no, have been. It would not have mattered. And he no. wouldn't have been. Correct. The Vikings were that stupid that day. I would say the only players that, because we posed this question on social media, too, that weren't listed were Laquan Treadwell. Was it one? Uh, was a common answer. As well yeah, as, yeah, yeah. And this one doesn't really meet the parameters you guys are talking about, but Demetrius Underwood, the 29th overall pick. We never saw never him play. Snap, right? But, we never saw him play. So, But apparently that's the worst Viking. And then Josh Freeman and a few others. I like feel that. like oh, Phil, Josh Freeman. I feel like Chris Cook. I, he's not a mine. I, I feel like Josh Chris Freeman. Cook probably, in retrospect, belongs. Yeah. We should do the next 10. Let's just do like, let's, let's do a list of 20 for next week sometime. Let's do top 25. Let's do 100. That's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. And because Judd brought up Trent Dilfer, we're going to, we're going to wrap the episode with a little ode to Trent Dilfer here. You think you like football? Trent Dilfer doesn't just really like football. He loves football. This is Spider 2 Snag. Not wide banana, <laughs> banana, the one he likes, but that's Spider 2 Snag, and he knows what I'm talking about by using Anquan Bolton as the fullback.